It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow the follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard here. On an early Monday morning, busy, busy show lined up today. A couple of guests on the program in a half an hour. Adam Hill is going to join us. He was in uh, Indy all week covering the Combine for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And we've had some uh, pretty significant odds movement with the uh, first overall pick of the draft and the first quarterback to go in the draft as well. Get his thoughts on that. And David Thorpe in an hour, and we will talk the NBA with Thorpe. We'll, We'll touch on the NFL today as well, for sure, throughout the three hours that we have on this program but we will start with a little NBA action today, Paulie. Uh, I thought it was fascinating with the national TV games that we had this weekend. LeBron, okay? Dynamite. Was so good. And another bad loss for the Warriors in that game on Saturday night. He went for 56. That led into the national TV game yesterday with Tatum going for 54. And they beat the Nets. Nets. So the Warriors and Nets continue to struggle. And then the game after that on national TV, I don't know how it happened. Somehow, if you had the Suns plus that, what, nine in the game, they're leading pretty much the entire way, and you can't cover nine, you lose by ten? Tough one, yeah. Oh, my sure. God. Sure, yeah, and it comes falls on the number in the Boston game. Yeah, the old man did it again. Uh, oldest player ever to go for 50 and 10 in the same game. Mm-hmm. And he goes for 56. Tatum follows that up with 54. Good observation. Back-to-back primetime games. Huge win for the Lakers. And Golden State, 500 team without green, and they lost. they've lost eight of ten. And they're going to lose again tonight, too. Yes, they are. I mean, they're sitting everybody. More yep. on that coming up. But that was uh, fantastic performances. LeBron, that, that stretch where he's hitting threes, uh, in play, dream, betting the over. I thought they were going to get run out. They were great in the first quarter. Then Golden State had a big lead on them. And then uh, big win for the Lakers. Great job down the stretch, and LeBron carried them. Yep, it was all LeBron. Um, no Davis in that game. But I think now the Warriors are the third. Going back the last 10, 11 games, they have the third worst record in the entire league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, the two seed sit right there for Memphis. Horrible loss last night. But. I can't believe that. I, oh, I, they're up double digits too. I had Memphis tied into money line parlays oh, God. last night, and they just they go down like that. How, yeah. how did that happen? I don't know. The Rockets had lost twelve straight games. Really, twelve straight first half again too. Of course, they got him in the first half. Yeah, yeah. they yep. come out, they fall asleep they, in third quarters. The, the, Jaron Jackson was in foul trouble from the get go last night, uh-huh. so that stunk because uh, he got he had a steal and a block right away for our defensive player of the year tickets. But also, the, the Rockets outscored them by 21 in the second half. And then, for those of you who missed it last night, what the Joker did, he had what? Four, oh, my God. He went for 40. He had a 46-point triple-double. 
and he had some steals, some blocks, and he was 16 of 22 from the floor. Yeah. It looks like today, uh, odds uh, on the MVP really have not adjusted yet. Embiid goes tonight for the Bulls. But after what uh, Joker did last night, I think this morning during the show, we'll probably see some, he'll probably get down to plus 150 today. That game had everything. 138-130 Nuggets in overtime. They're up 21 in the first quarter. They're down 11 with three minutes left. And they win the game. Crazy. And that uh, our friend Tony, that's now I think an 18-2 and underrun. Pelicans first quarter unders on the road. Mm. Ridiculous. And did you see Ingram again last night? Yes. Talk to Thorpe about that. He loves him. He's been great. Like for those of you betting player oh. props, uh, he has been outstanding here lately with the points, rebounds, assists. Even the assists, he had eight last night again. So I know the number on him has been around like five and a half, and he's been going over that number quite a bit. But uh, there you go. We're looking at it right now. Bet Rivers, in fact, they did adjust. Mm-hmm. Joker's now down to plus 175. I don't blame him. I think he has to be after last night. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Saturday was fun, too. Uh, no Luca. I'll tell you, Dinwiddie, he, he was that the was fall guy. He took yeah. a lot of blame for what happened in Washington. He's been great. And he's the reason they came back and beat the Kings. The Hornets game was crazy. 123 to 117 against the Spurs. Uh, the Heat, that was a layup. That was a four-point move. More on that coming up. No Harden. And the Heat took sure. out the 76ers, no problem. And uh, the Laker game was fantastic at night. And then they play again tonight. But the T-Wolves beat the Blazers 135-121. to 121. I think they combined for like, what would they? The third quarter was 46-37. Third quarter, 46-37. Well, those two teams could play 10 times yeah. in a row, right? And the total huh. would be yes at that number where it was. It could go over like nine times. They'll adjust for sure, and they have. Uh, but some other things stemming from the weekend. A uh, good tweet from StatMuse. More here on the Celtics. Uh, best defense in the NBA, best field goal percentage defense in the NBA, best point differential in 2022, best point differential in the entire East, and they've won 10 straight versus teams currently in the playoff pitcher. Are you there? I'm not buying yet in terms of can they go to the finals or Eastern Conference finals. Okay, so, I'm still not there, well, even though it's a great story and a hell of a turnaround. What did you think of uh, professional sports better Aaron Renning with us on Friday when he actually had the Heat fifth in the Eastern Conference? I, mean, I, can't, that, I can't go there. I think it's too low. So do I. They're awesome. So, but but then would you put the Celtics fifth behind every the other? You know, four teams would be the Sixers, the Bucks, the Nets, and the Heat at that point. It's a tough call. I know it's, it's a very power. tough call. I know. Yeah, I have to see more out of Harden and the Sixers. They look great so far, but they haven't really played. Well, anybody. and then it's absolutely but, fair to have questions about the Nets. Yes. Oh yes. I mean, we under, can't just sit have here. a losing record. We can't just sit here and say everything's <laughs> going to be okay. April come April fifteenth or whatever. Yeah. Like this team's going to get everybody. Simmons is going to come back. Kyrie's going to play in every game, and Durant's going to be completely uh-huh. hun- you know hundred percent the whole time. Yeah, and, and Thursday they go to Philly. So I'm sure Lombardi nailed that, that Simmons won't, won't be there. Well, well, he won't play. But Adrian Wojnarowski, I believe it was yesterday on Twitter, I saw. He's, now he's saying there's no chance he plays in that game. No chance? Okay. There's, there's no way he's going to play. All right. No standing ovation. Uh, yeah, yeah. One that. would think, yes. That's, that's unfortunate, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, but on the Nets, yes. Uh, under 500 through 65 games, no team has been under 500 this late in the season and won the title. Extenuating circumstances yep. with this team, obviously. Yeah. But, man... The Eastern Conference is absolutely legit. It is awesome at the top this year. They, they, they have big names, but the supporting cast stinks. Griffin's done. Aldridge doesn't have much left. They picked up uh, Dragic. Yeah, yeah. Harris is out for the year. That's a big loss. That hurts. I mean, a lot of these guys, they get, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Curry, you get Curry in the trade, though. So there are names there, but they're not getting it done. And they're not getting, it, getting stops when it matters. Currently the nine. And by yeah. the way, currently the, to- the Hawks are currently the 10th. In the 10th spot. 
You're telling me the Hawks get all these guys, you know, if they get uh, Collins back, they get healthy. The Hawks would not be dangerous in the play-in and then, like, as a maybe a 7 or an 8 seed? Yeah. Remember we talked about that Friday, about the crazy number with the Hawks? Uh, oh, guy, yeah, last year? Yeah, and, and a guy went back and looked at it. He said, he said, guy went back and looked the last two years. It's like 104 and 10. 142 and 10. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. About the, the point spread does not matter in Atlanta games for two years. Mathematically impossible. And, of course, it, it came in the Washington game. I think they were laying three and a half and fell three on Friday. But it's just, yeah, <laughs> either, either lay it with the favorite or take the dog on the money line. How can that be? It's like the, the, the point spread doesn't factor into Atlanta Hawks games, and it's going on two years. Yeah, that is something else. Mathematically impossible. Yeah, it really is. They went back and ran the numbers. It's crazy. Uh, good job by Mark Lawrence having that last week. Right, yeah. Couldn't believe it. At first, I'm like, wait a second, huh? That doesn't add up. And then, lo and behold, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's, it can't be right. Uh, it can't be how, when you how, see something like yeah, that. Yeah, how can you be like 0-36 ATS when you lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, how can that be? You can't cover a game when you lose to save yeah. your life as a dog. I mean, it's just... Or 2-36, and 36, whatever it was, yeah. And stupid. then when you were when you would win, you would cover every yeah. single game? Yeah. That is wild. But, I mean, oh. again, look at that. The 9 and the 10. If those two teams get in the playoffs, and we're talking about the Heat, Sixers, Bucks... I, well, I, hey, not, hey this, there, it, but, it's on, though. Sorry to cut you. It's on. Porzingis was fantastic last night. Oh, he was. That's what do you have? Twenty-five. He was great. Yeah, good win for the Wizards, and that they're not bad now. That, that's that's a big shot in the arm that he's playing, and he looks to be healthy or at least uh, his old self, as he was great in the Wizards' win. So uh, Charlotte's leaking oil. They keep losing games. Mm-hmm. Nets have a tough schedule coming up, especially the rest of uh, in March, and then uh, you know going through the motions, Atlanta. Well, I, I do know this, uh, and we talked about this a lot last week. Based on the Bulls' schedule in the month of March, I fully anticipate the Celtics to leap them, leapfrog that team and get into the top four. And I think, I mean, what happens if the That's Celtics, yeah. they're four and a half back of the one seed right now, and they're a game and a half back of the, of the Sixers. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Eastern, that Atlantic division is still up in the air. It is. It is. And what, I tell you, I, I, I'm, we're not out of it with the Cavs either. Still only two games out. Yeah. You never know how Milwaukee's going to treat this. Well, and actually, and there's plenty of losses coming for the Bulls. I agree yeah. with you there. And, and by the way, I sit here and tell you because I, I do have the Bulls on future tickets, division, that kind of thing. The Bucks actually have a more difficult schedule th- than Chicago. And mm-hmm. Chicago's schedule is a total, it's a wrecking ball. Yeah. Good. Yeah. West, too. Don't look now. Dallas is hot. They're trying to catch Utah. Yeah. Memphis trying to grab the two seed. What's going to happen at the last night? Yeah, that's embarrassing. I'm with you. Uh, but the the back end of the back end of the West, and then that and that four or five six range too is good. And still, you're not out of it with Denver. Everyone who took uh, took a shot with the Nuggets to win that division, you're not out of it. A couple games back of the Jazz, they have a, they have the easiest schedule in the league, I, I believe, yeah. the rest of the way. I'd like so. to have that one come in. Yeah. You had all that action in the NBA, and yeah. then of course in college basketball on Saturday. I just I couldn't help but laugh watching the end of the uh, Texas Kansas game mm. as. It was like review after review, and then Bill Self and um, Chris Beard, they're like, Coach K's final game, I want another timeout. I don't care. We've taken three timeouts in a row. Let's take another one. <laughs> uh, and then it goes to overtime, <laughs> and that whole week building up to the game of the coverage, and then that day to put games back-to-back like that, and it goes to OT, and then that was, you gotta you got to switch, switch the find it somehow, ESPN2 or ACC Network to get the Duke game? Yeah, I liked your tweet. Good luck having a bartender find that game. No what, chance. What, how do you lose that game? That's hilarious. Oh, they were totally embarrassed. All this hype, yeah. 12-point favorite, you get beaten his yeah. final hole. Yeah. It was and, even worse afterwards, by the way. Oh, the, sure. The coaching staff. He has to apologize. Oh, oh the, oh, the no-handshake? Oh, well, how petty. 
Sure. What, what, this, chi- this childish mentality. That's that's why nobody likes your program. Absolutely. The, the, pe- the only people who do like Duke that didn't go there, they're bandwagon fans, and they like like winners, and they suck. Yeah. Because they didn't honor him? Yeah, because North the, Carolina didn't honor him. That's why no handshake was <laughs> looked away. Yeah. Okay. What a bunch of kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Guy's in his 40s. Yeah, in his 40s, acting yep. like that. Sure. Grow up, dude. Sure. It's, it's too late for that, though, because you're clearly never going to. Uh-huh. That was uh, awesome. That was I, awesome. I, I will say this. I, actually, I like Duke now more to make a deep run in the tournament. Oh. I like him more. What if they go out early in the tournament? Well, that I mean, could, that's that going to be like, hey, remember how it ended? Happened. I mean, yeah, great resume, but how it ended? Yeah. You, you lost at home to Carolina? Yeah. No. I, I like him to make a deep run. All right. Yeah, six conferences in action tonight, including two title games. We have had 18 favorites in the two-and-a-half to three-and-a-half point range in this conference tournament since 2014. Those favorites, 18-0 straight up. Say what? The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. Bet River Sportsbook's offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. What better time? Huh? Madness is here. Let's go. The welcome bonus. Great promotions. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Adam Hill joins the program now. Uh, he's been on this show and this network many, many times. He covers basically everything for the Las Vegas Review Journal here in town, and he was at the Combine last week in Indy. Adam, thanks for the time as always. We know it's early. We appreciate it. Uh, before we get into some of the betting stuff, um, what were some of your observations in terms of uh, players that we need to keep an eye on and uh, guys that stood out last week? Yeah, like well, first of all, it was my first time in Indy, and uh, it's such an it's such an incredible event. I mean, it's it's very overrated in terms of how players are going to get selected, but um, just the experience of it and being around basically what is a uh, a football convention for a week was a was a cool opportunity. So I was I was excited just to be there, um, and I think when it is your first time there, and I, the reason I say that is just because you, you it's such sensory overload, and I think it's hard to process all that information that's going on and realize what's real, what's not, what's you know, what's just kind of smoke screens and all that other stuff. Um, but I, I went in there very interested to find out. Uh, what, what people thought about Malik Willis. Like, that's a name that really stood out going into the week, a guy that I wanted to be around, that I wanted to hear from, that I wanted to talk to other people about. And uh, I think I wasn't the only one because uh, we, we go into the week kind of wondering about the quarterbacks. We come out of it, I think, a lot of people very intrigued uh, with Malik Willis. And I think the, uh, the odds board really kind of indicated the buzz that was around him all week in Indianapolis. Yeah, so being there, would you agree with the movement then? Because I saw, I think it was on Thursday night, or Friday where he moved to like minus 170 when Pickett was the guy who was a shorter shot on the board before that. Yes and no. And uh, let me, I'll, I'll tell you a, a quick little thing uh, that has to do with, uh, with your guys network over there. Uh, I was on with Tim Murray and Sean King, uh, you know, Friday night, I think it was uh, from Indianapolis. And we were kind of talking about what we saw uh, from a league Willis and how impressive it was. And I said, you know, I'm convinced he's going to be the number one quarterback. I think if, if it was me making the selection based on not only getting to know him a little bit, being around him a little bit this week, but also seeing what he did on the field, uh, that's a guy that I would be interested in kind of taking a shot on. And he said, well, the line has already moved significantly, and he's already already up to plus 110. Um, you know, the, the value has gone maybe a little bit from Malik Willis. And I was like, well, I think we'll see it swing back. I think we'll see a little bit more value. I think you can get him at a little bit more of a plus price 
to be the number one quarterback off the board. And I think within two hours, it was like minus 170. Mm -hmm. So I was way off on that. But I do think it will swing back, right? I mean, we're going to see a lot of movement in this market. We're going to see, you know, right now he's the buzzy guy. Like I said, he's the guy everybody's talking about. He's the guy that comes away from Indy uh, with all the hype. Uh, I do believe we'll see some, you know, people start to talk about some of the warts, uh, some of the accuracy issues, some of the other things with Malik Willis, and I think we'll see it swing back. Uh, but I was definitely off on, on where that number was going to go. I didn't think it would shoot up quite that significantly, but I do think it's going to swing back. I think it, at some point you'll see, you know, Pickett start to settle in again as a guy that's more pro-ready, a guy that can step right in as opposed to Willis, who might be a year or two away. Uh, so I think we'll see that number come back a little bit. So if you do like Malik Willis, which I do, uh, I think you can wait on. How bad was the combine for Thibodeau? I mean, there's a lot of reports that uh, GM told Peter King he's a me guy. And are you hearing the same kind of thing? Did he have a bad week? Well, it's kind of it's it's like reinforcing stereotypes. I think is a big part of Indianapolis. And you know, I I was very impressed with Kevon Thibodeau. Um, you know, got a little bit of a, a sit down with him just for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, very much liked him. I thought I thought he was very introspective, very smart. A lot of the things that he talked about, um, I, I I said, okay, yeah, this is a good dude. I like him. He answered a lot of the questions that a lot of people had, um, and he said, you know, everything that people say about me, like believe me, I'm a bigger critic of it than than that. And he said, looking back at the tape, people say, hey, there's times where you gave up on a play. You you probably should have had a sack here. Yeah. And I look back and I say, yeah, you're right. I need that second, the third move. Um, so he talked about that. Uh, but what did people, what did people say? You know, he, he's, you know, low motor, uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't always completely play all the way to the end. And then he kind of stops in his drills too. I mean, everything that people said, he kind of reinforced this week. So, um, I, I think that there's probably some negatives on him coming out of this. I think his stock is probably a little bit down from where it was to open the week because the thing that people had concerns about, he kind of showed, uh, but the, the being about himself stuff and the me guy stuff, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think a lot of times you get guys that are intelligent and introspective about where they stand and, um, you know, what the sport means, what the game means. I think a lot of times that's misinterpreted. I I think uh, some people are going to see him as being about himself and some people are going to see him about just being very intelligent. I think that's a kind of a fine line. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Adam Hill was at the combine last week in Indy covering it for the Las Vegas review journal. He's our guest right now. On this show, okay. So then, at the very top, uh, this is available across the country at several books. Who is going to be the first overall pick selected? And the numbers here between Neil and Iguanu Adam are very different depending on where you're shopping, right? Because I'm looking at one book where each player is now plus 120. Well, out here in Las Vegas, you can still find Iguanu at like plus 350. Outside of Las Vegas, like I mentioned, though, he's much closer to Neil. It appears as it's a two-man race now at offensive tackle, and Hutchinson has slipped big time. What do you think, and what do you make of the odds now for the first overall pick? Uh, well, if, you're t- if, if that's what you're talking about, where the market is, uh, Hutchinson would be my bet right now. It would be okay. Um, oh yeah, I think I think Hutchinson came away from the week kind of you know very impressive. I thought a, a lot of what I was hearing about him was very good, and then um, he didn't do anything to dissuade that uh, when you when you watch what happened at the draft now. Uh, there could be an issue with you know what exactly does Jacksonville need and and where where would they go and then I think you know that's something at the top of the draft that people have to look at. Um, 
you know, filling that need. But I think best player uh, in this draft coming away from it, the team that people really want is, is Hutchinson. And I don't know if that means it's going to be a trade or how that's going to work out. But um, if it was me at the top of the draft, and listen, of course, as you guys know, a little bit of bias as uh, being from Ann Arbor. Uh, but I think I think Hutchinson was a guy that really kind of stood out. Um, Evan Neal, interesting case, of course, because he chose not to do anything this week. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a little bit of negativity, I think, in the market coming off of that. Uh, I do think he'll probably show pretty well at the pro day, and you'll see some some you know swing back to him in the market a little bit after that. Uh, but I thought Hutchinson came out of this week kind of standing out above everybody else okay. as a guy that I think would be a number one pick. So right now, that'd mm-hmm. be my play. Good to know. How much of your time there in any last week was actually spent listening to discussions or taking part in discussions regarding Aaron Rodgers? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a topic that's very important because I think he controls the entire market right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things are going to fall that way. And so, you know, he's, he's obviously going to be at the top of the list. Um, but I'll say this in terms of, and for people that don't know, Indy is such, it's such a great setup and um, we can talk about it, but I think there's, you have to have the combine there. It has to stay in Indianapolis, but the way that it's set up, like there's basically three bars where everybody in the NFL goes from scouts to GMs, to media, uh, to, to just everyone head coaches, you kind of go to those three spots and everybody just kind of hangs out and mingles. And it's, it's just kind of a, you know, a convention of, of guys around football. And then there's conversations that I can tell you, you hear a lot of, as you kind of bounce around the rooms, like everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers, but it doesn't last for very long. Right. It's like, all right, what do you think about Aaron? And then somebody will give their opinion and then they move on and start talking about other topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was definitely, it was definitely omnipresent. I'm the present. Uh, I'm searching for the word right now. It was, yeah. it was yeah. kind of overarching over everything. Um, but it wasn't like that was the only conversation. It was just kind of the, the way all the conversations were start. Very cool. We have like 30 seconds here. You love college basketball. Uh, do you I like, do. do you like anything today on the board or do you like any futures like to win these conference tournaments? No, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm very, uh, very interested locally kind of biased about the Mountain West tournament. I think it's going to be one of the best tournaments in the entire country. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. I do. I, I kind of like Colorado state to win it. Uh, for people that are kind of looking at the, at the odds board a little bit. Um, I think they're just a really good team. The only problem they have is they just do not match up well with UNLV, and they yeah. have to play on UNLV's home floor in the tournament. But I think if they can avoid that matchup somehow, uh, I think Colorado State finds a way to win uh, in that conference tournament. Um, that's a team that I'm definitely looking at, and obviously a tournament that I'm going to be covering. So I'm going to have a lot of focus on on that one. But I think for people around the country that you know that aren't familiar much with the with the uh, the conference here in Vegas. Uh, that Mountain West tournament is going to be unbelievable. And Vegas is the home of college hoops this week. Oh, totally there's agree. Like, there's like 14 tournaments here. It's nuts. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. And you're going to be at all of them, I'm guessing. So uh, you can follow Adam. Uh, he's, he's on Twitter at Adam Hill LVRJ. Thanks, pal. We appreciate the time. Of course, anytime, guys. Thank you. All right, very good. Get everything you need to bet on the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. And whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against a spread, our team is uh, on board and ready to get you set for every game and every round of the tournament, including experts like Greg Hoops-Peterson on every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only 19 bucks at vsin.com slash madness. 19 bucks, that's it. Uh, at vsin.com slash madness. Up next, win some, lose some, recapping the Action from the weekend. Tickets were available around 70 to 1 on Saturday.
always say, you always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft a winning lineup and two free-to-play contests for your share at 10000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM now to join the action. Terms and conditions apply. DraftKings.com for details. Weekly visit with Coach Thorpe, David Thorpe, True Hoop. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Thorpe as well. I subscribe. You should too as well. Well, Last, last week, you're singing the praises of Joker about how great he is and the best player of the world. And how about what he did last night? They're up 21 in the first quarter. They're down 11 with three minutes to play, and he goes off with the triple-double and the 40 points, and they rally to win in overtime against the Pelicans. He's he's the best player in the world. Yeah, he – you know, the great players – and LeBron, we saw what LeBron did the other day. The greatest players do have those kinds of games more frequently than anyone else. I mean, there's plenty of NBA guys that have had a great game, but – Jokic, he, he's just so much better if you look at the metrics, what he's done for that team despite missing you know, their second and third best player who are very good players and potential all-stars in each case. Uh, he, he, he's become a very good, if not elite-level defender, too. So uh, he, he, he's not as fancy. He doesn't dunk and all that as much. But in terms of pure talent and impact in a game, what Jokic is doing is just a treat to watch. Yeah, you're spot on. And the team they beat last night, the Pelicans, I mean, they've been playing some of the best basketball in the entire yeah. league since the All-Star break. Your guy, Ingram, has just been awesome in this stretch. Uh, what are they going to look like, do you think, Coach, once they get Zion back? You know, it's really interesting because I'm actually going to write about the Pelicans this week as part of a kind of a larger story about playing with joy. Uh, it's such an important thing in, in, all, in all sports, really, as well as our just our daily lives. Uh, Zion needs to catch up to that on the court as a player. Obviously, he's their most talented guy. I had him as the MVP of the league before the season started. I think these new, the more physicality in the NBA would have been nothing for him. He just bounces off everybody and vice versa. But he needs to play with that kind of passion, the kind of joy. Willie Green has done a very good job just kind of building a consensus for the group. I think C.J. McCollum really took it to uh, maybe two levels higher. And not to mention, he's a he's a very good player in his own right, but not an all star. And yet they're one of the hottest teams in the league. They, they really should have beat the De- Denver the other night. Um, Zion, if he can bring that joy and just fa- fall in love with the game again, because it's clear there was something going on besides, I think, physically that was uh, distracting from that. Uh, I think and someone tweeted this, but I, I almost did myself. They can they can be they can be in the in the playoffs. In other words, they can get past the playing games and be an eight seed. Yes, I really believe that. Okay, yep. and that was available last week, four to one, like plus four forty as well. What, uh, what will the? How long will it take for him to get into basketball shape? And then, how long would a minutes restrictions then be in place? Yeah, I think those are really important questions. I think I think the first three weeks or so, we're going to see him more limited, as we should. The team is playing fine without him. You don't have to yep. go crazy and play him thirty six minutes a night. Uh-huh. Uh, as soon as he feels some fatigue, get him out. Make sure you you condition him well in the off days, which is not something teams always I think do a great job of. But as soon as you start playing a player beyond what he should be doing, coming off injury, you increase the chance for for injury again. That's anyone. It's any sport. So they need to be real careful with that. Uh, but while he's in, he needs to go full tilt on both ends. Uh, we need to see that smile. We need to see that athleticism. We need to see him really compete and connect with everyone. He's not a selfish player, so it shouldn't be a problem. 
And then I think mm-hmm. by the time we get in April, he'll be fine. Okay. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Coach Thorpe, our guest uh, on Twitter at Coach Thorpe. And uh, again, truehoop.com is the website. Uh, great performance yesterday by Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Another win. They're playing great basketball as well. He dropped 54. Where do you have Boston in the in the pecking order at the top of the Eastern Conference? Right there. Like they're they're right there at the top. I, I don't think there's any one team that in years past we 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 could say, well, you know, in Golden State when they were really rolling, uh, when the Nets were healthy, you thought well, they definitely would be the, the East top seed. Uh, I think it's more open than that. Milwaukee on some nights can be that team. Uh, I'd still want to see what the Bulls look like. They've got three legit players, including Lonzo Ball and Caruso, veterans that are coming back very soon. Uh, Miami with Oladipo, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about some too. Uh, but I think Boston, they're destroying the league right now defensively. And then I thought what's important, I watched the Celtics game yesterday live. What what Tatum is doing, I call it walking the path. Everyone knows, everyone knows the path to be an elite player, an all-star, an MVP level player. Walking that path is what we've seen guys like Durant and Giannis and LeBron, all the great ones who don't know how to do it until they do. Mm-hmm. And I think Tatum is showing right now that he has figured out really how to walk that path of being just flat out the best player on the court, including a court that has Kevin Durant on it. So that gives them another, when you think about the elasticity of how good a team can get, how far can they stretch up? I think Tatum's ability to play like he did yesterday, it gives them a little bit more of an edge knowing that they play amazing defense. My question is their bench. I think they're going to have to stagger some minutes with Jalen Brown coming off the bench uh, because I don't, I, Derek White's not really a scorer. He's a good player. He adds depth, but I think they need to get him in early and let Brown play more with second units in the, in the playoffs so that they don't go dry for a long time with both those two wing scorers on the bench. But they're certainly good enough to, to win the East. Okay, so then how about the team they defeated yesterday in the Nets? And I saw this from Kirk Goldsberry on Twitter he pointed out, yes, they are now below 500 through 65 games, and no team has ever been under 500 this late in the season and uh, gone on to win the title. Can they flip it around at some point? I, I don't know when that would be. Mid March, end of March, early April. You know, just go to a different you know gear in in April for the playoffs. Well, you know, again, we just talked about how good the Celtics' defense is. Brooklyn had no problem scoring on them, thanks to you know Kyrie, who was good. He wasn't amazing. Kevin Durant, I thought, was amazing. Uh, Ben Simmons as a playmaker, Ben Simmons as a, as a dunk spot guy, Ben Simmons in transition. And then most importantly, Ben Simmons on defense, you would think in theory can push them, but I mean, to, to, to bet on Ben Simmons, given what's happened this last season, given what's happened the last time he played, how, how it's been so long since he's played and the defensive challenges of that team overall as amazing as Ben Simmons is, he's not like Rudy Gobert, which is, he can just erase things at the rim. It's different. He he can be a great shutdown guy. And if you look at the matchups, whether it's Giannis or Jimmy Butler or even Zach Levine, he can really, or DeRozan, Ben's going to be asked to guard those guys. But I just don't think collectively they'll be able to do enough this year. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be the most shocking thing. If any one team is ever going to break that streak that Kirk tweeted about, it would be a Kevin Durant-led mm-hmm. Nets team with Ben Simmons and Kyrie. But I definitely don't think it's – I'm not even close to being likely. Oh, Only uh, 20 games left or so in the regular season. You had a good tweet. An accurate list of guys who can return and help. I mean, there are so many big names that are out, but so many big names that are coming back uh, other than Zion. I mean, there's so many intriguing – how about Denver? I mean, imagine Denver and the guy – their second and third best players are coming back. Oh, I, I think Denver is a contender. 
because of Jokic and what you just said. Uh, I mean, the Warriors, people are talking about they're slumping. Well, they're missing one of the most um, innovative, brilliant, high-level defenders the game has ever seen in Draymond. He he makes he's one of those guys that really does make everybody better. I don't think that's is, is often the case. And people say about LeBron, it's not really true. Plenty of guys have not played well next to LeBron for different reasons. But it's not LeBron's fault that he's such an elite scorer. Also, Draymond isn't. He's looking to pass the ball to all those guys. So uh, I, I look at the Warriors as a team that can get so much better. We don't know how healthy Miami is going to be. Uh, I don't think PG is coming back for the Clippers, unfortunately, because they're interesting. Uh, and uh, and again, the Bulls to me with Caruso, Pat Williams, you know, the top pick a year ago, who's a good two-way player, not great, solid, but has upside as a young guy. He's only I think 20, 21 now. And then of course Lonzo with the way DeRozan's played, Zach Levine on offense, uh, Billy Donovan is one of the best coaches in the world. Uh, that team, we can't forget about them just yet till we see those guys back. Well, we've talked many times with you about nothing scarier than playoff LeBron. When you watch what happened Saturday night, and you know Davis is getting back, coming back at some point. Do you still think, oh, if I'm a one or a two, I wouldn't want to see the Lakers? No, I mean I think I think it's a fair point. Of course, LeBron is just so incredible. He can't do this every night. I mean, just look at look at the previous games, and they had lost I think four straight. They're nine and twelve in 2022. Uh, it took a Herculean effort by him, and I watched it this morning. He is, I mean, what a performance. He's such a magical player. Uh, and it's just interesting to see how his game has evolved. He's a three-point shooter, post-up guy, pick-and-roll guy now as the screener and roller, not the ball handler necessarily. But I don't think he can do it enough, and I think you can scheme them better than ever before, his teams anyway. And uh, and so, yeah, they, they might win a game or two against a one or two seed. I, I'd be very surprised if they go, I mean, even if they get into the playoffs as, a, as an eight seed or a seven seed even. I have a hard time believing they could win more in a game or two. As good as LeBron is, he's, you know, he is mortal. Yeah. Uh, what are you working on this week at TrueHoop.com? Yeah, I'm really uh, – there's a player for the Pelicans named Jose Alvarado from Georgia Tech who just played with so much joy. The people I talk to inside the organization are so fond of him. He's a great player at Georgia Tech. And so I'm writing a bigger story about – and this is really applies to the NCAA tournament as well. The teams that really know how to manufacture joy day in, day out – it's easy for the NCAA tournament. The, the best teams in the NBA play that same way no matter what. And so I'm going to kind of lock in on that and, and, and try to find players that bring that joy that's infectious to everyone, and that's why the team is doing better. Oh, very cool. That's a great observation, by the way. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Coach Thorpe. And again, the website is strewhoop.com. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Look forward to it. Thanks, Thanks Coach. It. Yep. Look at this list. Simmons, Caruso, Williams, Van Vliet, Davis, P.G., Quite doubtful. Paul's coming back. Butler, Lowry, Zion. I mean, uh, 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 Murray. Who intrigues Porter. you the most? This. It have to be the two guys in Denver. It right? Has to be. It has to. I mean, be. come on. Look yes. What, yes. Jokic is carrying them. Uh-huh. No, Murray's a star. Hey, this. Is... Uh, I would say Denver one. I would uh-huh. say Bulls number two. Okay. Those are some key guys, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will get into tonight's NBA card. Uh, how about this? They locked in their 16th consecutive losing season over the weekend. And on the flip side, the best team in the NBA since the break will surprise most people. Follow the money on VSIN. 
VSN, the sports betting network. Game on. Play the Yingling Bracket Battle and bring the goods. Make your college hoops picks before the tournament's first tip-off and take a free shot at a share of $60,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling now to join the action. Yingling, lager up and bring the goods. I've had it. It is an outstanding beer. Oh, They do a great job with it. First time I had it, I was in uh, Philadelphia for the Army-Navy game. I'm like, oh my God, I need to find this as soon as I get back to Las Vegas. Terms, conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. What are you looking at tonight now? Now we're starting to see these games finally hit the board. Well, I like Chattanooga. Uh, that's the uh, SoCon title game. They're the one seed. They swept firm in the two seed, and they're hot. They've won 10 of 12. They're only a one-point favorite. Win the game, cash the ticket. Okay? I also made a mistake Friday with the Gardner-Webb. When it's that low, you got to go money line. Money line. Now, now, now they blew it. They're up 10, and then missed free throws and turnovers and all. I mean, these teams that turn the ball over. Did you see San Diego State again? File that one away. They blew a huge lead against Nevada. They had no clue against the press. Turnover City. Firing the ball like a bunch of DeAndre Jordans out there. Yeah. They're throwing the ball into the stands left and right. They almost blew that game. I saw that Boy, because that pathetic. our buddy, Matt Humans here on the network, he tweets out his college basketball picks every single day. He had Nevada. He was 4-0 on Saturday. Was he? He yeah, sends out go. all of his picks on Twitter every oh, single yeah, day. Yeah, he's yeah, very transparent. Uh, Aztecs blew that one. They got the win. Uh, it probably could, would have been out if they lost that game. So uh, I'm looking at Chattanooga. They win. They're in the tournament. They're hot. They swept Furman, as we said, point spread weekly. It's not hard to beat a team three times. That's coach speak. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. 71% last year when a team going for 3-0. and So I like the mocks. As you pointed out earlier, look at Charleston favored against a two-seam Wilmington. Uh, Charleston won. Was it higher than that? It was. So Total that- of 150. And they were fantastic. Obliterated Hofstra. And it would. I think they had 50 points at halftime. I think they had 55. That was that much. Jesus. I think so. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what uh, Wil- Wilmington 15 and three in conference, and the two seed in the Colonial. And it starts at 3 a.m. Pacific with Townsend. They are minus 250 in some spots to get the automatic bid and win the Colonial. And they're a six-point choice tonight in the semis. Uh, and they get off to a slow start in the first half. They play Delaware tonight. Townsend laying six and a total of 139. Yeah. Now, okay, so they the first time that they played, they won 69-62. The second time, there was actually a makeup game because it was postponed. They were trailing Delaware by nine points, and yeah. they got suspended. Yeah. They picked it up a week or so ago, and they came back to win the game. Okay. But a bizarre situation there when they actually did trail in real time by nine points. Yeah. And Delaware off the win against Drexel yesterday, too. So a, a, a good league. Uh, and I think, uh, but again, going into it, as I mentioned, Townsend was $1.10 uh, to win it. So. Fingers crossed for if it's Townsend and, and Wilmington. I want to see the chalk meet tomorrow for the auto bid. I, I know you mentioned this, but yeah. just to confirm, it did, in fact, tick down in the Wilmington game. Charleston's yeah. now laying a point and a half. Okay. So I don't know if it's going to go to one, go down a little bit, maybe a little below that, but Wilmington got him 86-78 and 85-79 in the regular season. And I'm showing the Jackrabbits are laying eight and 157 against South Dakota in the Summit semis. Not surprised at the high total for one second. Okay, they, it doesn't look good for an at-large bid if they stub their toe. They are 19-0 and in conference this year, but uh, they're on the 12 line on these well, these bracket matrix, and that's what Lenardi has them as well, so that's unfortunate. But again, they have to win two more games to get the auto bid. So the Jackrabbits took care of business in the regular season. Scores were 84-65 and 89-79. I will say this, in this conference, and they can play games to the moon, right? But going back the last 
10 times a total has been higher than 154. Eight of them have stayed under. Some conference trends that are terrific available. Point spread weekly, vcin.com slash subscribe. Been a high-scoring league for quite some time, too. And the other semifinals, a good game. North Dakota State is a small favorite with a total of 151 against Amos and Mr. Oral Roberts, mm-hmm. who uh, shocked the world, and he was fantastic with the Sweet 16 run. And again, game. going for the, yeah. the full-season sweep here, right? Yeah. North Dakota State swept them 72-71 and 77-59 in the regular season. And uh, was it last year you said? 71% Yep. when a team is going for the three-game season sweep. And going back like the last five years, every year it's hovering at 70 or around 70 or higher than 70%. So when you hear people on you know, the pregame broadcast say, it's tough to beat a team three right. times. Really, it's not. It's not that difficult. No. Happens all the time. But uh, the other game, in the title game, the Sun Belt, just to confirm the number here, Louisiana against Georgia State. It opened up shorter than three, but that's sitting at three as we speak. And Georgia State won close games, 68-64 and 65-58 in the regular season. Yep, it's unfortunate. It's an eight seed against a three seed. I can't get over this trend, though. Again, neither game fits the mold here, but in the Colonial, the last seven years, when favorites are between two and a half and three and a half points, they're 18-0 yeah. straight up and 17-0-1 ATS. And in the semis, favorites are 13-3 and straight up, 10-5-1 ATS since 2014. So I guess, I mean, based on that, it's anti-Wilmington today. Yeah, there are some just some crazy trends with this. How about tomorrow? The Northeast Championship game. It's Bryant and Wagner. I think I saw Bryant as a small favorite. They're the one seed. The dog has won 11 in a row in title games in that conference. 13-2 and two ATS run. <laughs> How about that? The dog has won 11 in a 11 row? 11 in a row. Oh, excuse me. 11 outright during that stretch. 13-2 and two ATS. Excuse okay, me. Yeah. 11 of them outright. That's what I meant oh, Okay, I got you. 13-2 yeah. and two ATS. 11 outright wins during that stretch. Oh, my God. Here's, now, this, is, this will be Wednesday. The second round of the ACC. Winners... Since 2017, win the game, cash a ticket, 20-0 ATS. 20-0, 20 in a row. Second round ACC since 2017. (laughs) That is, okay. Yeah. By the way, don't mock me for this, but if you want to go down, because you've done this before and it did not turn out well for you. uh, What? I'm looking at a team to win the ACC. Now, if you want a team in a long shot, I would not. (laughs) You're looking at 18 to one. I personally would. I'm looking for like, I want 30 to one. I don't think I'll find 30 to one. If I can find, I'll go as low as 25 to one to make a bet. I won't go any lower than that. But 25, 27, 30 to one on Virginia, I'd play them to win that conference. All right, sure. Because if it's not going to be Duke, yeah, I I wouldn't. Then that's a hound's breakfast. Then why take a shot? Give me. Yeah, exactly right. It really is. Sure. And I would also say that um, come tournament time, Chris Beard is an awesome coach. And they easily could have won at Kansas over the weekend. But I don't, again, I like Texas. I liked them last year. They were 9-1. to one. That cashed. I'd like to bet Texas again this year. Too short of a number. Uh, give me like 7 or 8-1 to one on Texas. I'll bet it. I can't bet 4-1 to one or 5-1 to one on them. No. That's too short. No. And I mentioned the dollar forty 
$1.30 on Arizona to win the Pac-12. There's even money out there at uh, at uh, uh, Bet Rivers and other spots too. Okay. So you you mentioned it earlier, and I'm I'm going to agree with you. You you just think it's 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 not going to go well tonight for San Francisco. The first semifinal, West Coast Gonzaga is lane 13. San Francisco looks appears to be safely in. They're a nine seed. They got the big win Saturday night against BYU, but it's it's everything here. They, I think the kids know that they're in. They have, they're coming off the big win, and Gonzaga was embarrassed on national TV and only scored 57 points against St. Mary's. They won 89-73 and 78-62 against the Dons. Mm-hmm. I am searching for a team total for Gonzaga to see if I can find anything. Again, it's like 12 hours before tip-off, so it might not be available yet. Um, no, there you go. I'm seeing it right now. 84.5 for Gonzaga. Uh, they had to price it very high, and it yeah, makes sense right. with the point spread in the total anyway. Yeah. Um, 84 and a half is a touch high for me, but I'm not going to be surprised if they, if we're coming on here tomorrow talking about a 90 to 72 win for Gonzaga. Okay. You know, now, what do you want to do with St. Mary's then? They're laying five against Santa Clara in the night game. 830 Pacific tip. They split this year. Santa Clara, I, good team. They won 21 games. I can't, I can't lay it with St. Mary's. No, I'm with you. I can't. I don't like this spot. You played an A plus game. You took down number one. Uh-huh. Everyone's telling you how great you are. Sure you Everyone are. expects a rematch tomorrow night. And you probably are already looking ahead a little bit uh, to playing no, Gonzaga yes. already. Yes. No, I would... Uh, well, I think, first of all, the numbers come down a little bit, so the best number's gone. But still, five is kind of attractive with Santa Clara. Yep. And St. Mary's on the sixth seed, sixth line, in the bracket matrix for this one. Mm. Oh, this is... Uh, okay, so on Twitter... At VSIN Live, MH Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard, Kevin Rogers says he tried to ride that trend on Sunday. Teams to go 3 0 against an opponent, but Kansas City lost to South Dakota. They beat him twice in the regular season. That's one down then. Mm-hmm. But over the years, against, you know, speaking of that. Well, yeah, I didn't, very, say, it was, I didn't say it was oh, 100%. No, 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 I mean, no it's, it's not going to yeah, be. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, touch on. A little Major League Baseball and some NFL. I want to throw some dates out when you think we're going to have opening day. And the Players Union agreed to some major changes. That's coming up next. The Sports Betting Network. Chris King with winnersandwiners.com has a daily show, Just Parlays. And you can learn about Chris and where to catch his show, winnersandwiners.com forward slash Just Parlays. That's winnersandwiners.com forward slash Just Parlays. All right, so how about some conference tournaments and their odds this week? In the Big Ten, we talked about this a little bit earlier now. After last night's win by Illinois, they split a share of the Big Ten championship with Wisconsin. Purdue, the favorite, at around 2-1. to one. Again, shop around here. You might find different numbers at different places. Oh, yeah, there's a plus 125 out there. Oh, my God. No you way. can't bet that. No. Uh, Illinois, plus 325. Iowa, plus 470. Wisconsin, plus 650. How about Michigan at 16-1? to one? What a win. Great job by Martelli. Hmm? Good win. Are they better? Bad with, loss by Ohio State. Are they better off with Martelli as the head coach? Uh, the, yeah, yeah, you don't have to twist my arm. Mm-hmm. I, I like that guy at St. Joe's. Put it this way: sixteen what? to one. I'm looking at ten to one right now out here. Mm-hmm. I would not bet ten to one. Sixteen to one on Michigan. 
I'm not going to be stunned again if we come here on Monday. And look at that. Michigan cut down the Nets. Big Ten championship. I'm seeing Sparty 2025. I don't Some think spots. that they have no it this shot? year. I don't okay. think they have it this okay. year. No. I, I, I think Adam Hill was on to something too earlier about Colorado State to win the Mountain West out here. Big wing. They finally cooled off Boise. That was a great game. Uh, they beat Boise. Boise's the chalk in most places. Now it's a little flipped here. But you can find Colorado State 4-1. to one. And I, I'm surprised at the love for San Diego State. Uh-huh. Some, some people have them in. Other people have them right there on the bubble. But they had to go to overtime to beat Fresno at home. They had to hang on to beat Nevada. They blew a big lead and kept turning the ball over and missing free throws. That's too much respect for me. And look at where Wyoming is. Again, oh, they really had a bad two two weeks to close the season. Well, sure they did. But they were hovering around. I mean, they were a great story for most of the year. I saw them as, as high as an eight seed. Now they are the last four in. Oh, yeah, and if they lose early and here, they, I don't well, think. Well, they play UNLV now in the 4-5 at 2.30 on Thursday. And UNLV they, just beat them. Right, they just played, and UNLV was favored. And UNLV is now 6-1 to one at some places. They were 28-1 to one here yeah. a week and a half ago. Again, don't bet 6-1. to one. In fact, if you want to do some of the stuff with these teams. Roll over parlay. Do the, do the roll, yeah, roll over parlay. Yeah, just bet them to win on the money yeah. line every single game and roll over what you won from the previous game. That's the play. Wyoming uh, plus 6.50. Can't, I can't bet them. Ooh. Yeah, I think Colorado State's the play there, plus 450. That makes a lot of sense. Is it eight at Bet Rivers? They're eight to one? Wyoming's leaking oil. Yes, they are. God. Although they, I, they had to survive Fresno in overtime Saturday. That's a hell of a job, though, by Leon Rice at Boise. Oh, good story. Put yeah. together a great regular yeah. season. Yeah. They're struggling now. But they also, remember, they only have one home loss. But uh, they travel well, what it's worth. Yeah. They'll, they'll be Wyoming fans there. I mentioned There might be more, there might be a, a, a be close. Between UNLV fans. So I don't know, the apathy, I don't know where the fans are at with uh, the program here after they've been struggling for so long. It's a shame what happened to that conference and the tournament. That used to be sold out. Yeah, it was always oh, much. It was incredible. BYU was in there and you It was the place it. to be here in town. It was. And now, yeah, okay. okay. I mentioned this earlier. I had them last year at 9-1 to one to win the conference tournament. They got it done for me. Um, I like Texas again. Um, I, I think a lot of people would say they disappointed in the regular season. I wouldn't disagree. But again, I don't like 5-1. to one. Uh, somebody pointed out earlier on Twitter they can find plus six fifty. That's more in the range. I'd like seven six fifty. I might I might hop on board as well. And I, and I understand quad one wins and and net and good wins and all this. Iowa State has the same seed as Murray State. Iowa State is four games under five hundred in conference. It's a good league, but come on, they've been horrendous. Yeah, they've been terrible. And by the way, that so they just scored thirty six against what Oki State. Now, I will give them credit because they were down 29-4 to four I, yeah. against Baylor. Oh, yeah. And they actually came back to take a lead yes. late in that game. Come on. But that's... I'm with Dick Vitale on that. I mean, I know you can have a great conference. If you can't go 500 in your league, yep. out. Yep. Out. 7-11 and 11 in conference? Yeah. But that's... Uh, okay, I'm with you on that one. Maybe tag this. That's and, a good conference tournament. And you like Arizona know. plus... Well, yes. it's well, even money. You can find even money. Uh, it's even money at Bet Rivers. I just think their path to the title game, and I would like them if they match up against UCLA uh, in, in a championship, or, or it could be USC. But they're going to win the quarterfinal game, and then they'll play the winner of Oregon, Colorado. Yeah, and you have revenge against Colorado, and just they've had great teams. They I never that, win in Colorado. I know that they beat Oregon by three at home not that long ago. I they would beat Oregon in the rematch here. And, a huge, neutral. and as I said earlier, Houston has an easy path to the championship game. 
in the AAC, they're as high as that's too high though. They're minus two fifty oh, to win. That's it. a huge number. If they meet Memphis again, and you can find Memphis four to one, I know who I'm taking. They swept them and just buried them Sunday. Sure, they're hot. They won ten of eleven. So you're telling me that would would Houston be two fifty on the money line to win that game against Memphis? No. Uh that's way too high. Misleading score. By the way, Memphis killed them. For what it's worth, Paul, if we do get Arizona and UCLA in the Pac-12 oh, title game, great. I'm going to that game. Yeah, I'm 100% getting tickets to go to that game. That right. will be an awesome atmosphere. I would like to see UCLA-USC in the semis. That'd be fun, too. That would also be fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. What else stand out? You like anything in the A-10? Uh, I don't understand the favorite there. That thing's wide open. Dayton plus 150, plus 175. That's, I don't get it. That was my reaction, uh, too. Thank God it looks like Davidson's safely in now. Davidson on the 10 line. They had a tough uh, loss Saturday. It was nip and tuck the whole way. Uh, Dayton did cover, though, made in free throws late. VCU's on the bubble. The Bonnies were preseason top 25. That's right, they were. That's wide open. Things wide open. I want no part of the favorite there. Yeah, neither do I. I don't want Davidson either. I mean, that's where I think you see a surprise uh, out of the A-10. Okay. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I can't find any number worth betting in the SEC. I think that uh, the teams at the top, there, there are clearly tiers in the SEC. The top four, yeah. Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, and Arkansas, and then it drops off to LSU and Alabama, and then it drops off again. Maybe you can make a case for LSU or Alabama to win the SEC title, but I think it comes from the top four, and Arkansas was like 9-1 to one last week. Now they're 7-1, to one, so probably unplayable at that point. But So that's a stay-away conference for me, and I mentioned this a little earlier if you can find 25 to 1, I'd like 30, but 25 to 1 or higher on Virginia, I would play that, but I can't find that anywhere. Okay. I'm, I'm seeing 18 and 20 to 1 tops on Virginia. And Duke's a minus 125 at Bet Rivers. Okay. And you, and you said you liked them more after what happened against Carolina. I like them, yes, to, like in March, yeah. in the tournament itself, the big well, dance, yes. To support your theory, we have seen plenty of upsets and teams make wild runs in the ACC. Uh-huh. Get hot and win three games, sure. three days, and all that. So yep. that would. Yep. And you mentioned this earlier, too, with uh, the Big East. That could be a conference where you get an 8-1 to or a 10-1 to to win that thing. Nova's the favorite at plus 125. I can't play that. UConn's 3-1. to Providence, 6-1. Uh, to one. Winners in the regular season, and Marquette's 8-1. to one. Shaka's first tournament with Marquette yeah. as the head coach. And... I could see that. Yeah, so could I. Is that the... Uh... I think Marquette plays Creighton. If I if I try and remember the bracket, if I have that right, can you bring that up? Yeah, I will. That's a, that'd be a good game first round. I'm excited to talk to Tim Brando later in a week because that is a good conference tournament. How about St. John's? Maybe St. John's in there. Yeah, I'm with you. I could I could see upsets there. Huh? Uh, but it happens every year. So, and that's why it's going to be squeaky bum time for a lot of teams right now because I there will be bid thieves. Question is how many. Marquette, yes, Marquette Creighton on Thursday. That's the 4-5? Good game. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, the other thing, too. He was outstanding yesterday. Bye, 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 bye on uh, Shesterkin to win the Vesna. He had 44 saves in the win last night as they beat Winnipeg. 44 saves. Rangers won 4-1. He, I am seeing him plus 225 to win the MVP. Well, that's... This is crazy. That, but, that, if, but if he's that low to win the MVP, yes. What you, what are the realistic? Uh, who's going to catch him, Markstrom? This 
this guy is unbelievable. No, th- th- there's only one guy that can catch him, and it would be Markstrom because of all the shutouts and their success. Big win Saturday for Calgary. Oh, that was a gr- good game. Give, give me Calgary and Colorado to go to the Cup right uh, now. I would love to see it. Uh, I'm, I'd love I'm to look- see it. What's what's the biggest number you've seen now on Chesty? Uh, dollar, uh, I got 180. I can't believe he's 180. Uh, repost uh, now uh, minus 350. What? Where? DraftKings. He's 350. Minus 350. Yep. Oh my God. You, what you still think playable? One, one and he's five one, to one. one, there. one a friend, a friend said he saw 170 in Arizona yesterday. He's uh, five to one there to win the heart. Third choice, Matthews. Oh, good McDavid job. Ahead of good him. job that they have that up. 350. Yeah. He was awesome last night. Oh, he was he, he was did it terrific. Again. Forty-four saves, four to one. They're, well, I mean, this. this uh, my, so what bu- you're saying here is, if you can find somebody yeah. sleeping at the wheel and he's still a dollar seventy, bombs away. Yeah. yeah. You know that the thing is, it feels like we're close to cashing those tickets, but the NHL awards. There's twenty said twenty-eight games. I know. Yeah, I'm looking, and it's the end the of hell? June. It's end of June. I think with yeah. the awards. We just got a we just got a text, uh, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis, okay. Where's St. Louis? That's worth a play? Yeah, 8-10. I can't find them now. I just saw their odds. Are they 12? They're way down the list. No, 7. Oh, that's it, 7? 7, yeah. Oh, they're ahead of the... Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right, that's it for us today. Good luck with your bets tonight. We are back tomorrow at 7 Eastern. See you then. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.